Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Expect the worst, hope for the best. I'm always planning for things not to go well, hoping that they will go well, but you know, you want to make sure you have a backup plan. You want to make sure you have your escape routes. You want to make sure you have alternatives. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at Miles Next Door. That's M-I-L-E-S-N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R. Miles Next Door. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Stick around. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Today's personal spot is about being an energized founder, leader, person, executive. And the way that I've been able to do that lately is actually from a new service that I randomly found on, I think it was on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. No, it must have been on Christmas Eve. I found this service called Shelpful. And it is essentially, I Googled accountability partner in Google. I was just like, I want 2022 to be awesome. So I Googled accountability partner 
And I found in a Google ad, Shelpful, and it's this, and I found a few, and the only one that like looked legitimate is is Shelpful and didn't look like scammy and stuff, you know? And so I went over to Shelpful and it's essentially text message accountability, but you get a real person who is essentially like your mini project manager. So all day long, I have this awesome human named Marcy who is just messaging me back and forth. What's my plan for the day? What do I want to get done? keeping me on track, making me feel supported. Like it is insane. I thought about being held accountable through a friend because I use Kin Habit Tracker and on Kin Habit Tracker, you can um, have a friend join you. But the thing is, that's like a lot to put on my friends, you know, like, and I wanted someone really proactive in my life, not just kind of like passing by or sometimes we don't get it done, sometimes we do. And I also didn't want the guilt to feel that I was like taking up space from a friend, like putting on too much on them in their lives. So I wanted a professional, but not someone I would who would just check in once a month or we had like a, a stand-up hours for five minutes in the morning or not there was one point that I used uh, another service called Coach Me and I had a wonderful coach who I really liked, but it wasn't like on demand, you know? And what I love about Sheltful is it's on demand. It feels like this person's my best friend. I don't even know them. Her name's Marcy. For all I know, it's a few different people um, acting as Marcy. I don't think so. It seems like it's only one person, but I don't even care. Like it's feels so genuine, so energizing, and I feel so supported. And it's exactly what I wanted so that I could be my best self. So I know this is like a weird personal spot because it almost sounds like an ad, but it's not an ad. It's just a genuine experience of something that I'm finding tremendously valuable in my life. So that's my little point for the day. And I hope you have a productive day wherever you are. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Tech podcast spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest, Shane, coming at us from Palos Verdes. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm so stoked to get into your company. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name is Shane. I'm the founder of Auth Armor. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a software developer. But uh, while I've been a software developer, I developed Auth Armor, and Auth Armor is an application. Uh, that can be used to protect anything using biometrics. So what we've done is we built a new authenticator app that sits out there. It's kind of like the authenticator apps that you use today that maybe you have to type in a six-digit code, but instead we use biometrics. So it's a lot faster, it's easier, and you can actually use these biometrics to do anything. It doesn't have to just be for a website and two-factor authentication and passwordless login. It could actually be used for physical door entry, summoning a, a smart car and things like that. Oh, super security. You're like tomorrow's yeah, yeah. security. and. Yeah. How, when did you launch and what inspired it? We launched in uh, June of this year. So to June of 2021. Uh, my inspiration, I've been in the payment industry for a long time. So like I said, I've been developing software for almost 25 years. About 15 of those years, I've been in the payment industry. And within the payment industry, you have to do a lot of security, right? Make sure there's no fraud and things like that. Then I started getting into crypto and crypto is even worse, right? Where if anyone steals your stuff within crypto, you're never going to get that back. Ever. So you need really, yeah. <laughs> so you really have to have a really good fraud prevention. So I actually built a, a little crypto company back in 2014. We were starting to dabble in with some wallets. 
while I was building that wallet, um, we had some fraud attempts. So we started building some anti-fraud technology. And what I've ended up doing is taking that anti-fraud technology and building it into a more robust developer tool for not just fraud, but for, you know, password, this login or two-factor authentication and, and much more. And how large is your team? Uh, our team right now, so I'm the main founder, but we have several different advisors and we have a mobile developer. So we're we're around, you know, about five to 10 people right now. So we're still small, but growing. And if you're comfortable, have you raised or are you self-funded? We are self-funded right now. We are currently working on raising. Where are you today and where would you like to be in the future, like a year from now, a couple of years from now? I mean, in the tech world, everything goes so fast. So a year from now is even like really like it's like it will come tomorrow. So even six yeah. months today versus tomorrow. Yeah. So today, you know, we're, we just launched in June. So it's still very, very early for us. Um, we've only been out for a couple of months. So we're still working on customer acquisition and trying to get a lot of feedback from our customers, trying to make sure that what we've built is what our customers actually need. Um, so where we'd like to be in a year from now is, you know, uh, quite a bit more customer acquisition and just a lot more feedback to ensure that what our plan and what our strategy is makes sense for us and our customers. So there's so many security companies right now, like it's kind of like this is what's happening next. We're moving out of like these kind of security cards where you go into an office building and then that's how you go, you get in. So why should people trust your company and how is it being built differently than everything else? Like what makes what you're doing better than everything else out there? That's a great question. One of the biggest aspects we have is um, we enable the existing biometric sensors that are sitting in everyone's pocket today, an iPhone or an Android device. And we actually build tools that will allow companies to extend that biometric functionality to any application that they need. There's not too many companies that are out there doing that right now, right? So if you want to do biometric door access, you've probably got to go uh, rip a hole in your wall. You've got to put a biometric sensor in there. That's going to cost several hundred dollars. You're going to have to do this on every wall. Well, what if you could just put a simple QR code on the wall and now you can use your phone to do biometrics and you could get in, right? Um, and these biometric sensors, they're just everywhere already. So one of the biggest differences that we're doing is, is we're just a simple tool that allows anyone to use that biometric sensor to do authentication any way they need to. Another example would be, you know, like an ATM, for example, um, instead of retooling all the ATMs to do biometric authentication, the biometric, the ATM could actually ping your smartphone and you just do biometric authentication there, and then the money can be, you know, uh, dispensed. Um, so we're we're just trying to make it a lot easier. We're trying to make the tools that are out there um, more available for the developers. And we're, you know, when I say easier, we're trying to reduce the friction, right? We just want something to be as simple as, hey, are you trying to do this? If so, just tap your face or your finger to the phone, and and you're done. So your your target customer is companies, not individuals. Correct? That's correct. Yes, we are and a B two B. So everybody listening that may be a potential customer for you, what would you tell them? What we're good at right now, our, our primary use case that we're attacking is if you're using multi-factor authentication, you know, those six-digit codes that you have to type in, this is very popular within cryptocurrency, we can replace that with biometrics. So now your users can just get a simple push message on their phone and do biometric. There's no more six-digit codes. If you're using SMS authentication for codes, that's extremely bad. That's been uh, attacked multiple times and SMS codes are just extremely unsafe. And then there's this new concept of passwordless authentication, which everyone's uh, excited about. And I'm very excited about as well. Passwordless has many benefits. You know, if there's no passwords, there's nothing for a hacker to steal. There's nothing for a, your users to remember. There's nothing to forget. There's nothing to write down. And uh, with AuthArmor, we can also help with passwordless authentication. So we can help businesses really secure any type of uh, online presence, whether it be uh, workplace or consumer-based. 
And how do you protect companies against crypto fraud? Well, so what would happen is if you're a crypto provider, the measurements that are usually in place right now are, you know, you're going to log into that website with a username and password. Let's say a crypto exchange, for example, um, the consumer is going to log into that website with a username and password. Then they're probably going to be asked for a two-factor code. So they're going to get out their phone. They're going to find that six-digit code. They're going to type it in. Then if they want to go do a withdrawal, they're going to have to type in that uh, another six-digit code. And there's all these six-digit codes that are just happening all over the place. And we know that a lot of times with users, friction, you know, users are lazy. They're just gonna, we're all lazy. Anytime there's extra friction in play, the user might not do it, right? So it's shopping cart abandonment or um, just not wanting to use the exchange too much. And so what we do is we add an extra level of security on top of it. So instead of doing a six-digit code, we'll do biometrics. And that biometrics is backed with a FIDO technology. FIDO is an organization out there. Um, it stands for Faster Identity Online. And it is a standard that we're using. So we didn't roll our own security with biometrics. And so you know it all comes together to create a, a really strong security product. So are you looking to raise or are you looking to stay self-funded? Yeah, we've been self-funded and we are looking to raise right now. We do have a safe round open right now. And so we are talking to investors and, um, you know, definitely trying to raise our first official seed round, I guess, or our safe round, you could say, most definitely. And what would make it an appealing investment for them? This market right now, this passwordless market or security market is absolutely exploding right now. Earlier this year, there was a company called Transmit Security that made a huge record-breaking round. I believe they raised around five or $600 million for their Series A, which was just huge and record-breaking. We know that passwordless authentication is going to be huge in the next you know, 10, 15 years. This is where things are moving to. Everything is incorporating uh, passwordless authentication. And so we just um, were there on the forefront of this technology to ensure that it's easy for developers, it's easy for consumers. We're reusing existing technology, so it's very price effective. The main point is, is just to build very effective tools that are easy for everyone to use. You have a team of five, right? Was that right? Well, our team was about five or six. We've actually just added a couple new advisors. So we've actually grown to a size of nine now, including me. Um, all of our advisors all have cybersecurity experience. And so, you know, all in all, we're rolling in with almost 100 years of combined cybersecurity experience, which uh, is just fantastic for this startup. Walk me through how companies listening right now can sign up and start testing out if this is the right fit for them. Sure. You can head over to autharmor.com and that's A-U-T-H-A-R-M-O-R.com. And when you get there, you can hit the get started now for free budding. And with uh, our services, we actually have a free uh, free plan that will allow you to send 5,000 authentications a month for free. Are the free customers just as protected as the paid customers? Because they're free. So does that mean they're getting a little bit less protection? <laughs> No, that's an interesting question. So with our services, you actually get every single feature. Every plan gets every single feature, but it's more like a utility. So our services build as you use it, kind of like a cloud uh, infrastructure provider. So the more authentications you send, the, the, the more the higher your monthly bill will be. But what we do is we give 5,000 a month for free. So you know, if you have a small little blog or a small little e-commerce shop that you're only doing 5,000 logins, you can definitely use our service for free and you get every single piece of functionality and feature that everyone else does. Wait, let's dive into that more because the way it's been presented for the majority of our conversation has been very enterprise thinking. So let's talk about the mom and pop small business. How does that work? Absolutely. So our API is built uh, to be very simple to use. And so what you would need to do is, you know, any business or even any developer or hobbyist developer can go out and sign up on our website, get a couple of API keys, and you can start calling our API and send authentications to anywhere you'd like. 
So you're saying me as an individual, I can't use it? Well, so what happens is the service actually has to adopt AuthArmor first, kind of like yeah. the two-factor code, right? So yeah. the way that your two-factor code works is the only way you could use that code is if that service actually built their service to understand what a code mm. was. And so same thing with AuthArmor is the only way the app will work is if the service has started using the AuthArmor tools so it knows about the AuthArmor app behind the scenes. Very, very similar like Duo when you mentioned, I think you had mentioned Duo earlier in the call, like Duo only works if you're using their end-to-end solution. And this is the same situation that the, um, you know, you have to enroll the biometrics with the other website before Mm -hmm. it'll even send a request over. Just about the independent person like me, if I'm using an authentication app, is that is that okay? Because you said don't do SMS. So I'm like, okay, anywhere where I have my password and SMS, let me change that stat. So is my author, if I use Google Authenticator or something like that, is is that okay? Or am I That's good, doing yeah. it a bad way? No, the Google Authenticators are definitely good security. It's the ones that if you are getting an SMS code instead of the Google Authenticator, so you still type in a username and password, but then they send you a code. Um, those are not good because what happens is people will go to your cell phone carrier and they'll do a social engineering attack where they will try to fake your identity and they'll get that counter that, you know, that poor T-Mobile person to give them a SIM card. And when they've got your SIM card, they can now get your text messages. And so that's very easy for them to do. With Google Authenticator, they can't do that, right? They'd actually have to have your device. They physically have to steal your physical device. But with the SIM messages, um, there's a lot of ways that those messages can be intercepted. So those are bad to have on text message. Wow. Thank you for plugging me in. Are you from LA? Uh, I've been here for about 10 years, but um, I've moved all over the place. So I, I would say I was here in like the the Ventura um, Camarillo area when I was really young. So when, you know, when I was probably under 10 years old, then I moved to Iowa and I was actually raised on a farm, you know, with animals and crops and stuff like that for a long time. Then I went to Phoenix, Arizona, then Utah, then California. So I've hopped around, but I've been here for the last 10 years. And why would you say, I mean, especially being a software developer, you're super immersed in the tech world. Like it doesn't get more immersed than that. So why build here in LA? Yeah, I mean, I love LA. I, I think it's a great place. Um, I came here for a tech job in the payment industry. I think there's plenty of tech here. I will say it's you know it's not as big as San Francisco, but we still have our, our own tech scene, right? And I've been uh, been to several different uh, fundraising events around here, and I think the community is great. And so I have absolutely no problem you know trying to build and and start a tech company here. I think it's fantastic. And how do you personally plug into the community? I know you and I connected via Tech Day LA. What attracted you to Tech Day LA? And what are the other ways that you integrate into the community? For Tech Day LA, I've actually been with them since the first show that they've had in LA. And it wasn't with uh, Armor right now. It was actually with that crypto company that I told you about. So I was there at their first show here in LA. And I've actually been at every single show with one startup or another. Um, yeah, for the last three years, I've been with AuthArmor. Even though we just launched in June, I've been building AuthArmor for about three years. So I've been at, at those shows all the time. It's great to engage with the community and just meet with local people, right? You know, there's nothing wrong with a good old cup of coffee. Unfortunately, COVID really put some damper on a lot of that stuff. But I think it's great to to be around the local people and understand what everyone is looking for around here. And I, I just like being close to talent, you know? Because not everybody knows what Tech Day LA is. So walk us through what it is and why you think it's important to be there. 
Yeah, Tech Day LA is a, a show specifically for startups uh, here in the LA area. I mean, technically, I guess you could be from anywhere, right? But it's it's primarily, I would say, a, a show for the, the LA-centric startups. And I think it's fantastic because all the businesses are very local, right? And, and there's startups from all different stages. You could be me, like a startup that was there three years ago with AuthArmor, where we had just written a couple hundred lines of code. It could be a, a, a very well-established payment startup that's uh, sitting at Tech Day. So there's a vast amount of uh, people to see. There's a vast amount of things to see. It's just great to be around the startup community. Um, I also think it's you know it's very attractively priced for a trade show, especially if you're if you want to be there as a booth. Um, and then just to go is you know it's a it's a very nominal fee compared to a lot of the bigger shows such as RSA and things like that. What are some of the other resources that have really helped you accelerate your company forward here in LA? I would say that I've uh, used a, another couple of services to try and meet more and more people in LA and just try to oh, network a lot more with people to try and find you know people that we can share like-minded ideas but are still local, right? And and go and meet that person and have a, a whiteboarding session and things mm-hmm. like that. What services have you used? Like, are you talking about Lunch Club? Oh uh, yeah, that actually, I've I've used Lunch Club. That's the one I've been using. Yep. Is that yeah. is that the one? Yeah, yeah Lunch Club one. is yeah. pretty great. Anybody that isn't familiar with Lunch Club, it's not just specific to LA, but I guess in your case, Shane, they match you to people also in LA. You can select um, yeah. where, yeah, and I've kind of tried to tighten it up into the LA area. Oh, nice. Yeah. So definitely, I I think it might even be lunchclub.com now. So I'm not sure if so, yeah. Lunch Club, you could find it. It's yeah. great for virtual networking. I believe before it became virtual, it was um, in person. Anyway, definitely check it out. Anything else come to mind of things that we should really plug into here in the city? Uh, there was another, uh, it was another great show. I'm trying to remember what the heck it was called. Uh, Founder Meet Funder or Funder Meet Founder um, was a great uh, event being thrown by a guy named Danny that was usually in Santa Monica. And it was a place where startup people could go and you could uh, speed date with uh, investors, right? So you get 60 seconds in front of an investor to really try and woo them in 60 seconds, you know, and and they don't even know your name. They just know your number. You have a number on your chest and they're like, oh, I like number 19 and we're going to go with this guy. Now, because of COVID, that event hasn't happened a long time, but I'm sure it's going to happen again. And I think that's a great event for A, founders to go meet people in, in any industry. It could be tech, it could be fashion and things like that. And B, just to get in front of investors, you get a little uncomfortable, but you know what? That's what this business is about, right? As you are as you get to be a founder later on in these things, you get uncomfortable and you just got to get used to that type of thing. And if you had one ask for the community, something that we could do to support you in your success and help accelerate your company forward, what would that ask be? Any, any small business uh, or even a large business that wants to enhance their uh, login or two-factor and go passwordless, uh, come and check us out. I'd love to talk to you. And how can they connect with you? Uh, you can go visit our website at autharmor.com. And from there, there's plenty of ways to contact us. Uh, our phone number, our email address, you can schedule a demo and all the information you need should be on our website. And can you spell it for everybody? Sure. That's A-U-T-H-A-R-M-O-R.com. And how can people connect with you? Or like, are you on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or... Yeah. yeah, we have a we have a LinkedIn page, we have a Twitter page, um, we have our web page. We don't have an Instagram or a Facebook or anything That's like okay. that. You but... don't need all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think I have too many, so no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I always like to ask, you're in Palos Verdes, so one, can you describe to everybody where that is in relation to everything, and a restaurant that you recommend we check out, and an activity you recommend we do. Sure. So um, yeah, the Palos Verdes area is like down in the southern uh, southern kind of coast area. By the LA port, I guess I should say, or by San Pedro, kind of stuck between uh, like the LAX airport and uh, Long Beach. 
as far as a restaurant, there's a cool restaurant over here. I believe I, I think it's called the, the Pancake House or the Pancake Factory. And they make great pancakes. They make pancakes of all kinds. Uh, they have something there called the German pancake. The thing's got to be like, like this thick, like two or three inches thick. It's fantastic. Uh, and instead of syrup, it's got powdered sugar on it. So it's, it's definitely different. And local activities, you know, there's a lot of fun trails here in Palos Verdes, in my opinion. You can get right up to the ocean. You can um, have a lot of fun, good, great views, especially right now. Uh, we're starting to get into whale season. So go check out some, see if you can get some close whale sightings. Nice. Yeah. Now, you know, I heard that about Palos Verdes, this amazing area for hiking, and I haven't done much hiking there. So I definitely have to check it out. So my yeah. last question, which is a totally selfish question. Well, actually, I have two questions. One's selfish, one's to serve everybody. My selfish question is, what is your favorite website or mobile app? It's I'm a nerd and I love tools. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's really hard to say. I mean, it's hard for me to say. So I'm, I'm huge into photography. So I have a really a lot of photography tools that I use. Um, that counts. See if, yeah, let's see if I can find the name of this app. But there's a cool, uh, a cool app out there that I use that you can use to plan your photography. And uh, let's see if I can find the name of this thing. I'm actually going to write it down and send it to my friend who's a photographer. So this is perfect. called uh, Photo Pills. Photo pills. Yeah. And so photo pills, it lets you, um, you know, tell you, you can specify where you're going to be. So it'll tell you the sunrise, the sunset. It gives you all the information you need, like especially astrophotography, um, where the, where the moon's going to be, if it's going to be a new moon or not, and all this good information to really try to help set up your shot. Nice photo pills. Now LA an LA tech company or person you've come across recently, who's really impressed you. An LA tech or company that I've come across to really recently. It could recently. be a person. And it recently, I know with the pandemic, recently can be like the past year. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. And that's an interesting question. Let's see if I can find an email from this company. So I use this service um, uh, to help find a mentor way, way back in the day. It paired me up with some mentors locally here in LA. Cool. And I'm trying to find this what the name perfect. of that service is. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can. I'm wondering if is it Expert Dojo? No, it wasn't that one. Uh, Score score Score.org. Oh, that is legendary. That's not. I mean, it is LA, but it's also not not just LA. LA, And that is like OG business, (laughs) an amazing resource that is still an amazing resource that is probably way underutilized. I think that is a great call out. Score. Uh, Remind me what it stands for. It's like seasoned. What, what do you remember what it stands for? Retired executives. I can't see that it says on their page either. Oh, it's uh, okay. Well, well, yeah, we'll, if, we'll they found the me a mentor yeah. um, here locally, real, real close to me. I mean, he was no more than 10 miles from me. The guy had started up two startups. Uh, his name is Sid. And, uh, you know, we met before pandemic and it was fantastic. I mean, the guy had a lot of great information for me. His businesses were doing great. He was right in the middle of selling a business. And it was, it was just fantastic to be able to, again, meet local, local people and and just connect with them. And I, I can't wait to get back out there and have a cup of coffee with some of these guys, you know, and Get rid of this damn COVID shit. <laughs> if I can say that, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Would you mind sharing with everyone um, what for those that don't know? And I feel like so many people don't know now what Score is. I mean, it's awesome and it's free. It's amazing. it is free. Yeah. Yeah. Score, Score is a, a website that will pair you up with a local mentor. So basically, uh, it, it sounds too good to be true. And to be honest with you, as a as a founder myself, I mean, when I went at and found it. 
it just didn't seem true, right? It's a free service. They say they promise miracles. Well, you go there and you sign up and you tell it, you know, what kind of stuff you're doing, whether you're starting a business, you're selling a business, maybe it's not even a business. Maybe you're just trying to do something in your personal life, like learn music and they will just find you a mentor. And it's not computer driven. There are real people behind the scenes and you're right. They are mostly retired and um, you know, they've been around the block for a while. They know what they're doing and they're just there to genuinely help. And it, it's fantastic. I, I, I can't, can't say enough about their service. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. So they is just it, pair you up with mentors. Is it score.org? Score.org. Yep. Yeah. It's so great. Last question for you, Shane, is uh, best piece of advice that you've gotten that has really stuck with you throughout your career? Best piece of advice. So I think the best, this is so generic, but it is uh, uh, expect the worst, hope for the best. I'm always planning for things not to go well, hoping that they will go well, but you know, you want to make sure you have a backup plan. You want to make sure you have your escape routes. You want to make sure you have alternatives, you know, and things like that. And I think when you have that kind of mindset, you know, you're, you're always working hard to make sure you're succeeding, but a good part of succeeding is planning ahead, right? And planning ahead is to expect the worst, but hope for the best. I was saying earlier today, just surrender to the journey. We don't have control. Just, just like stop trying to control everything and just surrender. So yeah, Shane, thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the Los Angeles tech community. Remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and go to wearelatech.com slash community to connect and collaborate with the community. I will see you guys here. You guys, all the things in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Shane Miller, founder of AuthArmor. We have tools to make two-factor and passwordless authentication easy for business owners and developers. We're based here in Palos Verdes. You're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.